It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You should also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. Landon, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I feel like after you know getting the news with Cooper, getting a chance to kind of watch this tape, I feel a little bit more... At least I have an idea of what's going on, a better idea of what's going sure. on. So we're going to share that with you at least. Um, so we are going to review the the offense uh, tape from the All-22, and tomorrow we'll do some of our notes on the defense. Um, but I'll be honest with you, uh, this the All-22 came out on Monday afternoon, which kudos to Game For Pass, some people. Us... I, I don't know what happened with yeah. me. I, for some reason I logged in and it wasn't showing up until this morning. I, don't, I, I guess they don't like me. So I I watched the first half yesterday afternoon uh, with with the full intention of you know cutting up all of the gifts and getting videos ready to tweet out, and I had to shut it off because I was just getting too frustrated watching the, the how this offense played, and I want to jump right into that because I want to talk about the offensive line, mm-hmm. the the Cowboys offensive line in this game, it was arguably the worst performance that I've seen from this unit in I don't know how long. In the Atlanta game last year, it was really just one player yeah. or one side that was playing yeah. bad. All the way around in this one, the offensive line was terrible. I think this was Tyron Smith's worst game maybe of his career. I know you said on Twitter that uh, this is maybe Lyle Collins' worst game of his career. What happened to the Cowboys' offensive line in this one? Well, no, no maybe, as far as I'm concerned. I, I've never seen Lyle sure. Collins play like that before. That was a, That was terrible. I mean, just it was atrocious. It was a, his play specifically was just embarrassing. That's I'm really the only way to put it. Um, you know, I, I think, I think Tyron Smith. I mean, there's there were some games last season where he was injured, where maybe I think you could make the coast the the, uh, uh, the case, case that <laughs> yeah, gotcha. sorry, the case that 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 was the issue with with you know his his poor play there. And you know, I don't know exactly what his level of health is right now. I mean, he's probably, you know, still dealing with some stuff and I, you know, that's all part of the equation of what's going on with Tyron. But uh, I, I, I mean, Leo Collins single-handedly at times destroyed several drives. And I, I mean, 
Ryan Kerrigan just basically beat his ass all game. I mean, it was just yeah, it was up bad. and down the field. I mean, he, Collins was bad in the pass game and in the run game. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I think we talked about it at, you know, on Monday. The, the offensive line, just, I mean, even without having to look at the all 22, just if you in the, watching the flow of the game, destroyed several different drives with sacks, with penalties, with, you know, they, they, they called the high-low block, the chop block on, on uh, Looney, but really it was probably a poor decision on, on uh, Williams' Williams. Williams's part yep. of deciding to go low on the guy that, that, that Looney actually already had his hands on. Um, so There was a play where Tyron Smith, it, it seemed like he didn't even get off the line yeah. of scrimmage, and Preston Smith, Smith beat him right around the edge. Yeah. I mean, it, it just seemed... Blockers oh, were there running was free that, in, inside, like guys not getting off. I, yeah. I tweeted that one that one uh, video of of Zach Martin uh, getting his arm caught up with Joe Looney uh, <laughs> sure. as he was trying to pass a guy inside, and then w- w- when he went, went to try to go back outside to get a blitzing linebacker, uh, he basically was pulled down by Looney. I mean, it's just it. It just it was ugly. It was ugly all around, and you know, and you know, some people out there are trying to blame the coaching for that. I, I mean, some of the coaching uh, there, I'm sure you could talk about schemes and all that stuff. But I mean, look, there's no coaching. There's no coaching point for Lael Collins getting knocked over by a linebacker coming downhill. You know, like you you got to stay on your feet, man. Like you know, right. like there's no right. coaching point for. Getting manhandled and pushed back into the pocket by, uh, 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 you know, Kerrigan when you have a, you know, on, on a full, full bodied rush. Like he's not even half man. He's a full man rush. Like you got, you have to be able, I mean, you're Lael Collins. Like the only, th- the, the thing that you're supposed to be able to do best is when you've got your hands on these guys, you're supposed to physically overpower them. You not get walked back into the quarterback. Well, did you see the play? I'm trying to think of which one it was. Oh, yeah, maybe you were the one that showed it to me, where uh, they were running uh, just a, a run to the right, and Zach Brown... That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where he came down and basically pound knocked him just, over. You know, just like... You're right. I mean, it's it's it was ridiculous. But not only that, some of the technique, though, there, there was a play where they ran like a sweep to the left side of the field, and Connor Williams was kind of pulled out and was blocking on the move. Instead of trying to block a linebacker, he basically tried to grab him right around the neck. I mean, it was just like, what are these guys doing? It, it just seems so uncharacteristic of how this team plays, where usually they're pretty disciplined, they're pretty consistent with their technique. But this game, all the way across the board, it just seems so sloppy. Well, yeah, and, and look, I mean, the offensive line were the ones who asked for a new coach. You know? It, 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 I mean, that's, it, yeah, it, absolutely. So if... If they have issues with the technique that's being taught now, that's kind of on the offensive line at this point, you know, like especially the veteran. Yeah, offensive I mean, line. yeah, oh, spe- yeah, specifically. Listen, Connor Williams's issues. You give some of it a pass because he's a rookie, so he's going to make these mistakes. He's he's still in the process of changing positions. Uh, you know, he's trying to get the job. He hasn't played enough football to learn how to trip, clip, and you know, you know. Chip. Yeah, we we expect we expect stuff from him. Yeah. Not from Tyron no. Smith and from Lyle no. Collins. And again, like this is goes back to my idea that when we're blaming, when we start talking about blame for this team, it's got to start with the the places that where the most talent is if they're not playing up to their level. And that's you know, Zach Martin didn't play again one of his best games. He got hurt, and that definitely you know hurt things even later on. But even before then, 
I think, you know, he was struggling with trying to help Looney inside. It was just overall, you know, it was just overall ugly. I mean, I think there were, like I said, there were certain guys who played worse than, than the others, but no one on the offensive line had a good game at all. Right. And, you know, we can talk about Dak Prescott and the, the offensive philosophy and stuff and whether the Cowboys should get a new coach or offensive coordinator. I'm, I'm open to having all those yeah, I know you are. <laughs> but, but if the offensive line plays like this for the rest of the season, none of that's going to matter. No. It doesn't matter if you have Bill Belichick. It doesn't matter if you have Sean McVay. That was pitiful on well, Sunday. Well, the whole basis of this offense is is uh, the idea that you have a dominated, uh, dominating offensive line. If it's not even like a good offensive line, then what are we doing, man? Like, exactly. I mean, like, I you know, that's the and, – and it's hard to blame the coaching for that. Like, at least, I mean, if you want to talk about long-term technique and if they're having technique issues, um, we can have a conversation about that. But – at the end of the day, like these guys know how to play football, right? Like you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's coaching that's that's getting Tyron Smith out of his stance a tenth of a second slower than he was. I it's agree. not Tyron's. It's not coaching that's like, you know, like I said, getting Lael Collins is getting his ass kicked. You know, when when he's toe to toe with guys, that never happens. So uh, you know, right? I, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure that that you know that. Paul Alexander is not having these guys, not coaching these guys to try to grab people around the neck, you know, like, you know, and that's what we we're seeing with, with some of these guys. So, uh, you know, can, does the, 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 their technique need to be tightened up? Absolutely. Is that completely, is the coach, the person whose job that is? Absolutely. But does that mean that that's his fault necessarily? No, I think there's plenty of blame to be spread around across this offense. And that's kind of the larger point is that, and we'll, we'll we'll continue on this conversation, but I, th- all of this is about how these pieces are not fitting together because of their performance. It's not any one thing, and and we'll sure. talk about that as we go along with some of the other parts of the offense. Let's pause so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to our listeners that has been good to us in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, I want to talk about the receivers. And 
whether or not they had a good game or bad game, because I, I saw some people commenting out there if the receivers would have played a better game on Sunday, maybe they didn't, maybe they wouldn't go out and trade for Amari Cooper or something like that. Um, I actually think they played pretty well in this game. Uh, Michael Gallup, uh, they could not stop. Uh, he ended up with three catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I'm telling you, he was open a ton in this game, whether it was against Josh Norman or Fabian Moreau or whatever other cornerback they had on the outside, they couldn't stop him. Norman was grabbing him the entire game, uh, trying to hold him down, uh, and Gallup was getting open. Now, there were times where Prescott just missed him in the middle of the field, whether that's because the pressure got to him or because he decided to move on to a different you know, a target. Uh, but Gallup was open a lot. What did you see from the Cowboys' wide receivers in this matchup? Uh, you know, I think you and I talked about the idea that um, it feels like the receivers are, are getting open later in their routes, and then the issue has been, you know, that that no one is kind of getting up or getting open early in these routes, and and that combined with the issue with the offensive line is kind of that coordination part that I was talking about, and that those kind of failings by both parties is the issue that's I think causing an increase in pressure and, and all this stuff is that. They need peop- They need someone who has the ability to get open early in routes so that they can get a quick passing game going. And um, and I think that, uh, especially when you talk about the, with the offensive line having struggles holding out on for a long time, I I think that the ability for Dallas to have someone who can get open quickly off the line, it it, it will just supplement so that now you're not having to. Uh, your, your whole passing game isn't having to, you know, be something that's we got to wait for these double moves to develop in order for these guys to get open. Um, and again, I, I think that Gallup is his abilities are kind of increasing independently of that. So I think that Gallup can obviously develop into a guy who can win a little bit earlier on routes because he has that kind of in route explosion, I guess, is the best way. Um, yep. yep. Uh, but I think that you know one of the reasons that they brought in Cooper is that they wanted they first of all they needed that now they've been, they've waited as long as they could for that you know um, and then uh, and then uh, you know I think that adding Cooper there could help you know with just getting some of the passing game going with the quick passing game uh and once once you have that element it get, it makes you know the passing game overall a little bit more multifaceted and now you're like i said you're not having to rely on your offensive tackles holding up one on one with these pass rushers uh, so that you can provide all this extra time for your wide receivers to get open overall i thought the wide receivers played a much better game than they have previously um I think you know, that's probably the best say, game. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just because if, if you talk about efficiency-wise. And and listen, I think it was Dak, one of Dak's best throwing games, too. Like, I mean, I think when he had the— well, Let's go ahead and talk well, about I, that. I, let's, let's talk yeah, about Dak in this because game. Because I, I feel like if you look at what he did actually in the game, like when he was afforded the opportunity to step up and throw the ball, like he was throwing the ball well. And I think that, you know, it, the times that he, you know, kind of would miss— widely um uh it 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 was because he was you know he had his arm hit by pressure by someone in the in pressure or you know it, it got tipped it wasn't he, he wasn't missing people 
I feel like wildly uh, you know what when he when he was throwing the ball now um I think that you know there were some there's some throws that he probably missed uh, again I think that this is all kind of it's all kind of feeding into each other right now, right? Like the the, the pressure is causing right. Dak to kind of speed up his progressions. The the you know the 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 pressure is coming because he's having to get through so many progressions to try to find a wide uh, an open receiver who who are not breaking open early in the routes, you know. And, and like I said, these are three points that are all affected by each other. And so I think that, you know, the idea by bringing Cooper in is that maybe helping get some someone who can win early can alleviate that need for Dak to stand in the pocket or have to to wait in the pocket and, and make these guys hold up. Um, and, you know, I, and I think that when Dak had issues in the last two games, it's because he feels like he's has to press to make a play, you know, and 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 um and the last two losses, I mean, um, you know, it just and so when he's feel that extra pressure right. to have to create on his own, uh, that's when bad mistakes happen and 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 bad things happen. So, um, you know, I, I think that overall, Dak, you know, he we talked about it after the game. I think ninety percent of the game he played well. The ten percent that he had issues with were were a devastating ten percent, and you know, like the the two fumbles, you know. One of which I feel like was really just a good play by the safety on a short yardage play, a solid tackle, and then the other one, which you know he was put in a spot where he was just about to deliver a ball. Who was someone who was about to run free? Uh, he had a linebacker, uh, a, a blitzer in his face, and he probably should have just finished up his throwing motion and either thrown an inaccurate pass out of bounds or uh, just eaten it. But he instead he tried to make a play. He tried to peel out, get get out, and you know continue to live in the play again. Uh, and unfortunately, you know the other guy made the play, uh, hit hit the ball out of his hand, and, and caused a touchdown. Yeah. So I have a couple thoughts on Dak really quickly. Um, I, I struggle with how to evaluate him in this one because there there were times when there was receivers open, and I thought he could have been a little bit more aggressive. Uh, but clearly, I, I think he he knew that he didn't want to take risks in this game because because it was going to be low scoring because uh, you know interceptions and turnovers are so valuable. So I think he was a little bit overly cautious. But the one thing that I'm I'm seeing from Dak that I wish the Cowboys would do to help him out a little bit is he is is much better. And you saw it at the end of the game. He's much better when the when the tempo is quick. I'm just not sure that he's at his best when they try to really slow things down and then he gets one throw a drive or one throw on third down. The best way to get Dak comfortable and in a rhythm is by playing quicker. Um, Now, I know that kind of goes against the Cowboys' overall philosophy of how they want to play offense because they want to be a ball control offense. But I think Dak is just better when he doesn't have to think as much and he can just go out there and play. And that's why I think he's he's so good at the end game situations. You know, I, I actually had no doubt in my mind that he was going to at least give them a chance because he he's done it over and over again. When you put him in that situation where he has to go 50 yards to get a field goal or to score a touchdown, man, he almost always comes through in one way or the another. So. Just I, I would like to see the Cowboys incorporate some more of that up-tempo kind of offense for Dak. We'll see if it happens. Um, I want to talk about something else kind of overall with the Cowboys offense, and that's 
just some of the bad luck that they had in this game. Uh, they didn't execute uh, amazing. I didn't think their coaching staff put them in a great spot on some of the plays. Um, you know, a lot of first down runs against first down boxes. But I actually liked a lot of the play calling. Of, I thought that I was going to comment on that. Let's talk about that after you, you go ahead. Let's talk about the, the luck. Okay. Part, but I, All right. They just had a, a lot of bad yeah, luck. Did. And sometimes you have those games, whether whether it's Dak falling down on a third and three when he was trying to get outside the pocket and clearly would have mm-hmm. gotten the first down. Uh, whether that's uh, a Cole Beasley who's wide open down the field and Prescott sees him and steps up into the pocket. And as he's releasing the ball, Ryan Kerrigan gets just enough so the ball can't get to Beasley. Uh, whether it's the, the Zach Martin getting pulled down by his own offensive lineman. It just, it, it just seemed like it was a day where nothing could go right from the Cowboys. Uh, did you see that on film as well? Yeah. I mean, there was just a whole bunch of, of uh, you know, situations where it was the opposite of Dak fumbling the ball into his own hands. You know, it was like the just things. I even forgot about yeah, that. Play. And it was, it was just the ball bouncing out of his hands that time, you know? So I think that this is the kind of thing that, you know, that it happens in these games and, and, and you got to find a way to overcome it. And, and, you know, really to be fair, the Cowboys kind of almost did, you know? And so that's the thing about it is that that stuff's going to happen but I feel like that combined with a several, uh, the, I don't, I can't really get behind how, the way this game was called. I mean, just it feels like there was definitely some officiating. Yes, officiating. Mean, yeah. I, like I feel like I, I don't want to be that guy, but I mean, the luck combined with the fact that the officiating felt a little bit one-sided. Uh, you know, I mean, and 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 look, I felt that way before they made that ridiculous call on LP Latticer for the game tying field goal you know so um right right. i just felt like it was you know some of the calls like you know some of these holding calls that were pretty obvious i'm not trying to dispute that but there were some things that that didn't get called on washington at times um and and you know that they were calling against us and and i just felt like that combined with the luck was not great going back to the play calling i actually thought that there was some really great play design on a couple of these plays that because of the bad luck, because of the bad situations, uh, you know, just didn't work out very well. I mean, th- there were there were a couple different plays that uh, you know could have would have broken big if they had just been executed correctly. Uh, that I thought were sure. really yeah. there was uh, there's one specifically the uh, the one that got called back for the high low block was really well pl- really great play design. It was a, a fake bubble screen to the front side screen to Zeke on the uh, on the back side. And, uh, you know, they, it was a nice little play call. And, and frankly, if it had even been blocked correctly, I think he probably could have taken it to the house. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, I thought that they actually had s- some nice play calling because I was sensitive to that. You know, people were talking about the play calling and all this. And, and I felt like they actually had some nice design on some of these plays, um, you know, especially considering they didn't have Tavon and they didn't have that kind of extra element to add in there that they – you know, had some. In- well, they had Jordan Lewis, they, though. That's all they well, needed. They I, had he Jordan was good. Lewis. I mean, like you say, would say that. I mean, he, he got it, seven it, it yard worked. carry. It worked. It, you know, I, I and I, I, I'm also wondering. We, I don't know if anyone's kind of talked about this part of it or mentioned it yet, but I, I also wonder if that isn't going to be part of Cooper's job um, when until Tavon gets back is you know, maybe some of that as well. So 
He can yeah. do it. I mean, I would say on the roster right now, excluding Tavon, he's probably, probably the most suited yeah. to do that because because he the way that he does it, he kind of glides. Yeah. Uh, he's not a you know a burner, but he's a guy that can can do but that. But I think so, he yeah, can do that's, that that's because a good observation I think the thing, I think the thing is is that like he's he's not like jump off the line explosive, but he's fast. Like he ha- he has, and I, so I think yes, jet sweeps good for that because you're already in motion when you get the ball. You know what I'm saying? So I think that like he's right, going right. from first, he's already in first gear, and now he's going into second by the time he gets the ball. And I think that's where his easy speed comes from. I think he struggles getting in, you know, getting up to second gear. But I think you know if he's already mid mid glide, like he he can take the ball and go. I think that would be. I think it would be a good spot for him. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to think that the play calling, you know, we could talk about the end of the game choices. I I don't hate the way they called it because, honestly, I think it was about, you know, that was about knowing where how your football team was playing at that moment. And um, right. I think that they, they were playing for a situation that they felt confident that they could do if they could just execute. And honestly, I mean, short of an LP serve penalty, uh, it probably would have worked. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.